Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of... Podcast. Episode, what episode are we on? We didn't do an episode last week. 164. What's going on, bro? How's it going? We, you know oh, what? Man. We, we intend it to is... do it. We intend to do shows every single week. You, you, you know what I mean? Sometimes people flake out and uh, we, we can't. Nec- <laughs> I'm just yeah, going to put it out know. there. Like, you, you we, know do, what I mean? we do what we can, you know, and we don't hold it against <laughs> anybody because you never know what can happen. You know what you're I mean? Right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But I just from as simple as being they forgot, which <laughs> hey, you know, it happens to you know, someone likes happening something with their hearing. You remember, and it's like, oh my god, I hope he's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Sometimes it's serious, but like I said, every we you know, me and Teach, man, we're psychos and we're here every Tuesday <laughs> night, actually. You know what I mean? So we figure uh you know, and not everybody gets it up as, as fast as our team, too. So just for the audience, uh, if you haven't been checking out uh, After Hours, it's a show that me and Domo do. Uh, it's on this network, basically. And, uh, you know, it, it was actually recorded last week, but it's still not coming out yet. So just letting everybody know. Sorry to let you guys down. I know people were asking me, hey, where's the podcast? Like, what's going on this week? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, you, you know what I mean? But like I said, we intend to uh, get one out. We like to keep it interesting. You know? Yeah, but anyway. What were you saying? Sorry, I didn't mean to uh, interrupt. But Well, if, if you notice, those who are watching, um, my surrounding is slightly different. That's because I'm in uh, my wife's office right now in the, the house that we're renting. Um, right up here behind me, that's a stencil I did of, of Ella Travolta. And then if I lean over this way, you can see this right here is the uh, stencil of the Griffin, um, or one of them. There's several stencils. <laughs> Um, they're all getting ready to, I'm going to actually take them in tomorrow to the production office to be shipped off to, um, to Budapest. Dude, congratulations, man. I know everything's kind of ramping up soon. You're leaving to, uh, Budapest, man. And I'm super excited for you, man. This is like a real movie. This isn't like, this isn't like, you know, your wife's a real film director. She's like a real, you know, when I say real, I mean like the big leagues, you, you know what I mean? Like- well, you know, there's, there's different, all different leagues, you know what I mean? The first movie that I did with her um, was a very small budget. It was, ended up being a little over 300000 But with all the favors from everybody, I mean, there must have been at least four or $500,000 worth of favors from beautiful people letting her use her, uh, using the studio to, you know, guys driving uh, um, equipment out there, like uh, trailers uh, for, the, um, for the actors. Um, there was so much, uh, there was a lot of interns that were helping out for free. Um, so, but this one, this one has like about a, a $4.5 million, um, 
budget. And, you know, the last one was done here in LA, you know, with, with uh, locations here in LA and it's about 10 days of location to 11. We're going to be in Budapest and she's going to be shooting for, um, my gosh, I think about 45 days, 40 or 45 days. Man, I'm excited um, for you, man. Yeah, I, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a little, um, you know, uh, stressful at times, but um, I look forward to it being done. Yeah, but man. dude, I'm really excited for today. I'm 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 really excited about who we got on for today, dude. Awesome, man. Uh, you, you know, I see him in the waiting room. Uh, you know, today we have Seven Line Art Studio, man. And uh, you know, I don't know too much about him, but I know his art is sick, man. So uh, uh, I know a little bit about him. I know what he used to do beforehand, but um, we have to be careful how we how we talk about that. So yeah, okay. Well, okay. Let, we'll see how he feels. All right. <laughs> First of all, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today, man. Really Welcome appreciate the it. Show. Um, yeah, you know, thank I, you guys. It's a it's I'm, a it's a pleasure for sure. Um, you know, I guys I, I see you guys doing stuff out there, and uh, you know, um, I'm actually honored to to be on your show. Wow, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, I was just telling James a minute ago that I'm I'm usually out in my garage in my studio, but <laughs> I'm in Encino, dude, and it is it, like 111 degrees today oh wow and I, I was just sitting in my garage earlier and it was just like you know race of the the beads of sweat going down my face see who wins first and i was like there's no way i can do this out here today it's gonna be like me with a towel over here and people you know, what's, oh. what's going on with teach man is he like having flashbacks or some shit you know <laughs> right yeah it's crazy that's why i was like dude please leave your air conditioning on because holy cow um are you in la or where are you joining us from I am currently in New York City, Queens, uh, to be exact. Oh, nice. Dude, thanks yeah, even just... more. Thanks even more. It's like, what, 9 o'clock there now? Yeah, it's 9 o'clock. Okay. We've been trying to, we've been trying to get this uh, to happen for a while, so we really appreciate you coming on, man, and especially, you, you know, joining us from the East Coast, man. Um, so, so it's hot out there in Queens, too, right? I heard you say you have AC going on, so... Uh, well, yeah, you it's, know, a, you know. <laughs> it's a different kind of heat, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I stay in Cali now, but I mean, like, and so I know what you guys are talking about. Oh, it's yeah, It's like yeah, that yeah. dry desert heat. We're, yeah, we're yes. blessed out you here, can, man. Like you you guys got that humidity out there, you know what I mean? Oh, the, the humidity the summertime, is, man. is miserable. <laughs> Yo, being humid is nasty. I'll tell you that right now. Like, it feels, I mean, it's probably about 80-something over here versus 110, but I'll take the 110 as opposed to, like, coming outside the shower and already you're like sticky and, and just <laughs> gross you know what i'm saying it's just nasty out here so yeah you, yes you know. my man i know exactly what you're talking about i'm from florida um i escaped when i was you know out of out of high school got out of there as, as quickly as i could but the humidity actually uh caused me um to not approach as many women just because <laughs> you, you can't 
you can't afford too much uh, energy because as soon as you start doing something, you start sweating. You know? Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> and if you're going to go after a girl, man, you got to make sure it's going to be the right one because if you're wasting time on this one, then you've already started the sweat going. If you even have a half a beer, it's like a waterfall. You know? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do anything. It takes it takes the motivation out of you, man, for real. But it's probably make sure it's training. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a good thing though. I was a big idiot anyway, you know, probably be having more trouble than I did. So it's for the best though, you know. Anyway, dude, so tell me, where are you from originally? Usually from right where I'm sitting at, um <laughs> Queens. Like just listen to um, me talk for a minute, all right? Just listen to me talk for a minute. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, I'm originally from uh Queens. Um and uh I grew up here most of my uh, youth and, and early adult life. And then I joined the service and traveled around the world and then eventually got stationed out West and, and then pretty much made that my, my next home. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's that. Mind if I, uh... I was, I was a Marine. Oh man. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Thanks yeah. for, uh, for that. But, um, holy Thank cow, you. man. Um, did uh, did you see any any live action at all while you were a Marine? Yeah, I saw a couple of you know things out there. You know, not not on my second tour. My first tour, it was a little crazy. You know, it was a little, a little it was a lot, a lot of chaos going on over there. It wasn't very established set up or anything like that. We were still using a lot of old uh, equipment, oh, and uh, a lot of the, a lot of the tactics that we were using was so outdated that you know, I mean. It was just crazy just being out there. We had no actual operating base out there. So, you know, we were on we were living on the go. Like literally in Saudi Arabia for hours. Uh it was all right. From Kuwait Iraq. Iraq. I was gonna say the Iraq so, and Saudi Arabia. Now now we were talking weather earlier. Now now that's a different kind of hot, right? Out, out there in Iraq. <laughs> yeah, it is a different kind of hot, but told. you do get acclimatized to it though. Once you acclimate, it's not that bad. Oh, okay. How long it does it crazy. take to acclimate? Does it acclimate? I feel like whenever I go out to Vegas as a Californian, I'm out there for three days, and you know my lips start peeling, man. And I, you know, what I mean, like, how long does it take you to acclimate to Iraq? I think acclimation time for people varies, but I would say probably at least a minimum of two weeks. Okay. Uh, to okay. really, to uh, really, to really get comfortable. To let that first what's going uh, on around you. Yeah. To let that soft layer basically peel off completely, basically, right? <laughs> I, I, I mean, when I actually went to Iraq, it was actually, it was, it was like, it was still really cold. It was probably oh, really? like okay. 30, 30 degrees, 40 degrees out there. Cause you know, people think desert, it's like, oh, it's blazing hot. Like hell no, it gets cold as hell. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right, it was you're right. really cold. It was like during the winter and once, and it had a very short spring. Once like May came rolling around, it went from like that to like 80 to 90. And then it reached and peaked. It like 140 degrees out there, but wow. I had been out there, so oh. 140 degrees was oh. normal to what? Mm, I see. Crazy it is. I see. When I got <sighs> back, see, I, I went down there uh, March of 2003, the initial push, and then I left in August of 2003. It was 140 degrees out there. I see. And when I came back to California, one of the first things I did was go to Vegas with my boys. And we just went out there to have a good old time and, and, and you know, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. nice. wine and whatnot. And I'm going to tell you right now, it was like about 95 degrees in Vegas at that time of September. And I'm going to tell you right now, we were out there with hoodies on. We were like freezing our asses off. Like, yo, it's freezing. 
Like people were looking at us like we were like drugs, because like, yo, it's like Absolutely. 95 to 100 degrees out here, and you guys got hoodies on with the hoodie on. Like no, like that's nuts. But they don't realize we, you know, 140 degrees dipping down to 90. That's a significant drop in temperature. You, 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 you will freaking lose it, man. It's it's crazy. So man, they don't know. Awesome, I've never really yeah. uh, considered that. Yeah, anyways, but yeah, so let's stop talking about the weather, Brian. I just had to clarify, you know, because my man's been out to Iraq. You, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, hold on a second. I'm sorry to go back to this again. Um, how close did you come to any uh, IEDs? I didn't encounter a lot of IED action out there, um, personally, um, because Good. when I got there, um, like I said, it was during the initial push, so we didn't really have any specific routes or patterns or any permanent areas where we, we, you know, you know, whatever. So basically, when we when when we got the order to go invade and whatnot and do our thing, uh, we were all sitting, you know, all the branches were sitting inside of Kuwait. They did the little shock and awe thing. And then they opened up the border gate, and then we all basically every unit launched in little sticks of convoys, uh, basically towards Baghdad. But we all took different routes, so of course Marines you know, first, we, though. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was all of us. You know, what I'm saying basically, you know, it was like you know airstrike this and you know naval gunfire that or whatever it was. I mean, it was just all that stuff first, and then we all started driving in there. All different units from all different branches and coalition forces started making their way up towards Baghdad. And, we, you know, because of that, you know, there was no real place to really pinpoint where we were all staying. So, right, right. You know, they, you know, insurgents and them guys weren't really, you know, ha they didn't really have a way of like determining a pattern to lay out IEDs at that time. Um, well, if you're going to have know, to be over there, that was a good time to be there. Uh, it was crazy. It was crazy because there was no actual, there was really no rules of engagement really established other than like, you know, oh, man. I mean, literally the rule of engagement was when I first showed up was, hey, you see somebody armed, drop them. That was wow. pretty much what it was. Wow. Oh, once they realized, man. once they realized like it was something like, you know, people out there are allowed to afforded to carry at least one weapon per household. Um, you know, that, oh. you know, not everybody carrying a weapon was a bad guy. They had to change that. They had to change it to... Um, if you see somebody, you have to positively identify them, and then you had to be—you had to feel like your life was being threatened in order for you to, uh, you know, use deadly force to do whatever you had to do. Mm, so change constantly, and, constantly reevaluating, right? Yeah. So everything was constantly changing as on the go and on the fly and stuff like that. Uh, once it get like once about a year and some change got in there, things started stabilizing and the rules were more. Uh, established at the time, but when I first showed up, it was kind of like seriously wild, wild west. It was like looting going on, buildings oh, would be set on fire. I mean, it was like it was crazy. Dude, it was crazy. it's it war. Like, it's basically war. It know? was nutty. It was crazy. There was leaflets being dropped off in the air that was like translated in like several different languages, instructing Man. people to full on propaganda. Oh, it was crazy. You know, um, so yeah, it was crazy. crazy. So but, when was the last time you saw anything close to that that type of uh, action? I mean, how long have you been out of the service? Uh, I got out in 2018, and the last time I was in a combat area was 2012. I went to Afghanistan, but that was uh, towards the very end. So I wasn't really, like, operating the same way. Like, Iraq, that was there for the initial, initial, initial stuff. 
And then right. Afghanistan was more or less like the very end where they were like trying to, uh, you know, establish some kind of like, uh, um, you know, classes to teach the people that were there uh, how to take care of themselves. Sustain. Establish, right, right, exactly. Basically to sustain themselves out there without, you know, coalition forces, you know, protecting them and doing this and that for them. So it was different. So I went there as an advisor in the end of my, uh, at, at the end of that tour. And I was basically there training um, the Afghan National Army, uh, you know, basic law enforcement tactics and like, ta you know, uh, just, you know, marksmanship tactics and stuff like that. And, you know, nice. how to, you know, do like, you know, self-defense and whatever it was. Dude, that's and, awesome. That, that's what I was there for. That's awesome. I mean, you know, normally, uh, especially here in America, you know, anytime you start talking about guns or whatever, you know, people get a little, and, and rightly so for certain, you know, areas, but, you know, right. I grew up around guns and, and, you know, neighbors and guns and, and whatever. And so, but when you're talking about a situation like this in Afghanistan where the people need to learn to defend themselves, um, you're right, right. That's awesome, man. Thank can you I, for that. Can I ask you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I ask oh, I you, love that trash. Yeah. Growing up in Queens, man, what made you decide to go join the service, man? Because, you know, a lot of times, uh, a lot of, you know, inner city folk, usually that's not some, so much a decision that they make. So um, it really isn't not, not for my, especially, especially, you know, like if my, my culture, it's really rare. What culture is Asian that? Background, back, Asian background, you know? Yeah, I'm Chinese, man. So. Of, me too, brother. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Hell yeah. I ain't, but um, yeah, so. Well, it's, it's, I, okay. Now I can kind of see a little bit now that you said that you're Asian, I can, but before I couldn't, it was hard for me to tell. Um, yeah, you yeah. got a good mask on and everything, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm wearing the mask because, like, you know, like I still kind of sort of do, you know, semi-retired in a grist graph scene. Uh, Dude, it's an addiction. Do, it never stops. Like, it never stops. Yeah, well, bro, you know, my graph stuff is, is still out there. So on I, this, I gotta, uh, you know, on this show, we basically totally respect that, and we definitely understand. You, you know, I have dealing with so many different artists from different, many different backgrounds now. Now, now, given that said, man, what do you want us to refer you as today? Because today, when we introduced you, we introduced you as Seven Line Art Studio, man. What do you go by usually? Uh, I mean, that's just a yeah. I mean, you you call me Dual. Cool. That's what okay. I usually do. Cool, man. Cool, man. <laughs> that, that, that's a... you know, I mean, that's what I that's what I write. So I write dual and I'm you know nice. with, uh, risk crew and whatnot. Okay. And um, you know, I mean I made Seven Line Art Studio to separate my my two pages in the you know, my, totally. that's my very stream. smart, dude. You've got to totally. be able to um, you, if you're if you're gonna, you know, um have any desire at all to uh you know righteously of course make money from the amazing work that you do, um, you got to do that. You know what I mean? Well, you got to have a well, separation. Going, yeah. Going back to what the question was before, uh, why I why I joined, right? You said basically. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, all right. So as a kid growing up, I got into, you know, my mom was originally, you know, my mom was actually an art teacher. She taught oil painting and, and sculpting and stuff like that. She tried to train me in the arts at a really young age. I wasn't having it, you know, I'm a 70s baby, so we all like riding, riding our banana seat bikes outside, playing ball, stickball, <laughs> doing outdoor stuff, you know? Yeah. And uh, my mom would try to get me into the arts and I wasn't really having it. I'd say probably went to my teens, um, you know, because I, I grew up in a real suburb, so, so, uh, you know, the, the sticks kind of sort of like in Queens, right? And the graffiti wasn't really, um, hadn't really reached my area yet. Sure. Because it was mostly around train yards and, you know, 
areas where the subway ran. Interesting. Right. So, um, you know, you had some graffiti out here toward, by the time I was a teenager. Then they started hitting the highways and started showing up in handball courts. And one of my close friends got me into graffiti. He was he peer pressured me into the whole thing. And then I got into I got into graffiti, and I didn't I didn't want to do it, but I ended up it became an addiction to me. Mm. So uh, you know, Starting, and I yeah. think graffiti, you know, not for everybody, but for me, graffiti was more or less a gateway a gateway crime. You know, you got gateway drugs. Graffiti was my gateway crime. It led to me stealing supplies and paint, and then that turned into credit card scams and. And oh, freaking wow. stealing mm. cars and all kinds of other off the wall shit. And oh, by the time I hit, by the time I hit my late teens, you know, I was like out of control. My parents wanted to whip my ass. Uh, I had like half the city trying to look for me and whatnot, and it was just out of control. I mean, probably been arrested like a dozen times at this point. My parents were ready to beat my ass and kick me out of the house. Everything. Um, sure. I wasn't taking school seriously. I didn't. I couldn't really hold a real job down without a degree. I wasn't doing shit with myself. And then I was just watching people I knew uh, that I was close to, uh, you know, overdosing on drugs and doing this and going and doing real stints in jail. And I was like, you know what? This shit's out of control. I got to do something myself. I ain't getting any younger. This is something I always want to do. And I essentially joined the Marines. Wow. And they barely took my ass, too, because of all the shit that I've, I've had. Wow, that's with. awesome, man. Dude, that's They barely awesome. took me. That's uh, a dude, if you're <laughs> smart. Dude, if they're smart and they are aware of the work that you've done and the ability to sneak around and get things and go, I mean, dude, that's what they want. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's it was what crazy. They want. Well, I mean, you know, it, to to be honest with you, doing graffiti to me is kind of like a military operation or any even street right. art in general, because you gotta like look for spots. So that's basically like your reconnaissance right there, and then to actually get over. It's like a mission, literally. You have to plan it out. You have to look for like avenues of, of escape. If someone comes up with you, a, a game plan. If someone does run up on you, you have to have all your logistics together, your supplies, you know, I love this brushes, exactly your water. what I used to go um, through, man. Your lookouts, a, a your lookouts, right? Yeah, your lookouts. But I like, I enjoy going by myself. But I do have, you know, I mean, I, I you know, I have all my stuff together. I have a tote where I basically have like a tote for my freight, your freights. I have a tote for street art. I have a tote for wheat pasting. I mean, I have literally like a tote for each particular mission. So like, nice. you know, when I'm ready to roll out, I just grab that tote and I'm ready to go. So if you come to my house and say, let's go out at nine, you're not showing up to my house. And I'm like, let me get my roll and my brushes and my gloves in the bag. <laughs> and I'll, I'll see you in about 10 minutes. I hate that trash. I mean, if you say you're coming to my house. Oh, that's nine, never happened to me. I'm, sta never happened I'm to standing me. outside on the curb waiting for you to pick me up and we ready to roll. Um, we, we're, we're ready to do some obey giant nonsense out there, like some big ass shit. Like we're ready to do it. You know what I'm saying? We're not. That's we're not East Coast. Trying to, That's East Coast not, right yeah. there. Yeah, we're not trying to go to this Home Depot. Like, hold on, let me get me a brush first and a freaking jumpsuit. Like, nah, we're not doing all that. We're 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 going straight hot. Yeah. On the spot, you know what I'm saying like we're playing games. Nice. Um, I love awesome, this guy. Man. So man, it is kind of like a military operation to me. Yeah, no, sense, totally. You know? totally. That, that's why I wanted to ask, man, because. Uh, um, especially like you, like you said, man, you're you, me, you probably have similar uh, Asian backgrounds, you know? So, uh, uh, you know, I'm guessing you probably grew up in the Flushing area and things like that. That probably, yeah, oh, yeah, not far from that. Yeah. You know, the whole graffiti scene probably, you know, you saw it, I mean, hip hop scene, you saw it become what it was in your teenage years. So, I mean, I totally understand 
how it could have influenced you. And then I think it's super cool that you had the foresight to realize like, man, there's like no future in this. I better get my, with my ass to shape, you know, you know what I mean? So uh, mad respect. Uh, for that, yeah. Mad if respect. I would have stuck around any longer, I would have probably been in jail or dead for sure. Like the route I was taking with myself, you know, um, I, yeah, I would have definitely uh, either put my parents in the grave way beyond their time, or I would have gotten myself, you know, totally. into some shit that I would have really totally been able to like salvage whatever I had in life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, I, and I really do feel like the Marines did save my life though. Seriously. I mean, I want to thank like my two recruiters that really put me, took the time to freaking really help me get in because, yeah, you know, I mean, if it wasn't for these two right here, I swear, man, like I don't even know where I'd be at right now. Because I mean, awesome, my first man. four years, I mean, I had such a good time. I went to like probably 12, 15 different countries. I was in, involved with a couple of real world, uh, you know, contingencies and, and, you know, campaigns. And I was stationed in North Carolina, which is far enough away from my house, but close enough for me to drive home on major holidays and, and peek in like 4th of July, Thanksgiving, Christmas, mm -hmm. and see what's going on. And so like, you know, gas was cheap back then and it was, you know, tolls were cheap too. So getting home with a couple of my friends in the car, you know, we'd all chip in and we'd drive from North Carolina up to New York and see friends and family. But during those four years, I mean, I literally watched my friends do the same shit for four years after I had <laughs> left. And I was like, yo, you still waking up at two and bumming cigarettes and like, no, no job, no school, nothing like hell no nah, i ain't coming home for this yeah, shit. i was like because if i get back home now i'm gonna just go right back to doing what i was doing before so i re-enlisted and right after i re-enlisted 9-11 popped off and i was like yo that's my that's my my city right there and i was like you know what i didn't go through all this rigorous training for no reason like i'm, mm. I'm definitely sticking around with this and I'm, I'm gonna hang out so i hung out for that and before you knew it 10 years went by and i was already like halfway to retirement and i was like oh shit you know I mean, yeah, I literally awesome, started man. a family after that, and I was like, yo, I got to take care of them. Yeah. So I did the other 10, and yeah, I'm, I'm not even joking around, like, in a blink of an eye, 20 years change went by just like that, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, dude. Dude, that's Thank awesome. you so much. 20 yeah. years of fucking service, man. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was like a, a brief. A like, fraction literally. of America would do what this guy does. This, yeah. oh, this, what an amazing place this no, I think it's awesome, too, man, especially because, like, let me ask you, man, is, has your family been in New York for many generations already, or? Um... No, nah, my parents were, um, they migrated from, from China and Hong Kong, respectively, and then yes. they, you know, they, they went to, like, you know, they went to the West Coast, and then my dad came straight to New York, they met, and then, you know, they started their family here. Okay, that's awesome. Um, and that's it, and now we were the only ones in New York. So they, you know, they, they so. must like when once you join the Marines, it's like, hey, they, you know, all of a sudden it's like you were this kid that was a problem child, and then all of a sudden you're a decorated, you know, sol soldier in a sense. Like you know what I mean? It's it's there's a prestige to being a Marine too. So it must have been awesome to come home and like. I mean, it's it's kind of it's different. I mean, you know, in the Asian background, they want you to be like a doctor or some some. Oh, for some sure, for engineer. Sure. No, or I was, some, I was some ask math, something math or computer related. Like if you're not. <laughs> If you're not, you're you're trash. Like, oh, what? You're, you're a blue collar worker? Like, are you kidding me? Like, a blue collar worker to some of these guys are like, oh hell no, you ain't. Oh, you definitely not HVAC dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you serious? But then if you join the military, it's like, oh my goodness, this dude couldn't freaking find something better for himself to do but do that. Hmm. Are you That's kidding it. me? 
but they don't realize like I'm chilling. I'm like a retired dude. Yeah, I'm yeah. Chilling. I could. I do all I do is work out and like paint. Yeah, that's and, awesome. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm chilling. Because I think like I mean, my what family, else am I do? they have like you know? a military background. Because my family is actually from Taiwan, and oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So it, we kind of have like a history of uh, like service in my family. So I mean. Like, I feel like anybody who would join the military, that like my uncles and things like that, they would be like, oh, okay, we understand. But my father was like, oh, man, yeah, I was, you had to join the military if you grew up in Taiwan. You, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. so, well, a lot of countries over there, like the second you graduate from high school, it's like two years mandatory. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> to, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's yeah. probably a good idea, man. Like, you, you know what I mean? Because it's like, get a little bit of discipline um like it, you know it's kind of like a coming of age like process too man like i know a lot of you know in korea they got to do that like straight out of their military it's like oh you a k-pop star it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. you're going to the military still like oh, it's, it, that's facts because i was stationed there for my last duty station for two years and a lot of the kids that i ran into like you know they were like you know hey you know i'm trying to find a way to like you know dip out of here but i can't i'm like <laughs> there's no I way was out like, Yo, tw- i was like t- their their thing is 27 months and their promotion system isn't even that bad because mm. uh, we i actually was stationed in in, in the shitty ass little town called pohan it was like in the middle of nowhere and literally across the street from where i was at um there was a rock marine base so mm. you know I, I knew a lot of the dudes over there and they were you know i mean they told me what it was the requirements they have to do like i think it's like 27 months have to give up if they don't do the military they can do like a civil service like police officer or like one of those type of things they have to do or interpreter or something that gives back to the country because mm, yeah because they because they, they literally wait for that ass you know yeah. say oh you got your high school diploma hey congratulations oh here you know what here's your uniform get your ass over there right now you know <laughs> piss me yeah, off you know things like, just worked and you know imagine you if don't every, that you know imagine if every single little like you know, gangbanger, you know, that, that grew up in the U.S., man, had to deal with a military drill sergeant for two years. Like, you know, right out of a, you know. I, no, I, think, I think, think it's I think it's better that it's voluntary because, okay. you know, some people are just not meant for that. Oh, yeah. If you're a real them. street dude, yeah, if you're a real street dude and you ain't having it when someone tells you to do something and then you got this one dude, he's got his hand in your face, like, get your ass over here right now. Yo, why does your shit look like this and blah, blah, And then he's screaming on you. And this dude's like straight, you know, thug life, you know, type of dude. <laughs> you know, it's going to cause a problem. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, it's not going mean, it's not, it's not to work. The, I think, yeah, he'll probably you know? learn like it too. You, you know what I mean? And, uh, the harder way probably in, in the military. Yeah, I'm you, gotta, you have to want to <laughs> do it. You know what I'm saying? I see. I mean, there's a lot of people that join for different reasons. Some people are like, yo, you know what? I need college money. All right, you know, but you do know if shit hits the fan, you know where you're going, right? Like, they don't realize that sometimes, too. So it's, it's, it's him. You know, the cool thing you know? is that I think all your travels, man, definitely have influenced a lot of your art, man. And it's cool to be kind of like retired at such a young age. You know, I mean, now you have all this time to literally work, focus on your health, and then also focus on your creativity, man. So, I mean, um, where we, after Vegas, man, where was the first place you traveled to, man, after you got the party out, man? Um, because I see here you did some uh, live art. You did some kind of murals in Japan, was it? I did. I did one spot. I got a commission to do uh, a spot in Okinawa. Yeah, that was one of the first places that I painted um, when I was there. And uh, yeah, that was it. Nice. That was uh, that was the very beginning. Because initially, like I, I was trying to take a more cubist approach with my faces and my masks. 
Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I wanted to put it in the street so people could see it. Cause it's a little bit political trying to get, or, you know, it takes some work and time <laughs> to get into galleries, you know, you, I mean, you oh, have to yeah. establish, uh, you know, yourself and presence or have like really good connects or have a serious like pedigree from like some serious schools or intern with somebody or something to get in into a like legitimate garage. I'm not talking about like the little rinky dink ones, like pop-up shows. And I'm not knocking those at either, but I'm just saying like, you know, like somewhere, you know, somewhere with some reputable uh, credibility. Somewhere that has basically what's called a client list that buys whatever that gallery tells them to buy. Okay. There's very few of those. Right. So with me just being mainly a graph writer initially and no like actual formal schooling, you know, it was very hard for me to get my stuff in there. I mean, I got a couple of shows, but you know, like you said, wait, 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 hold on a second. You've never had any formal art training? I mean, very little. It was awesome, man. Like, like, uh, it was more or less like, uh, electives in college <laughs> that's what <laughs> well, i really no, real quick uh, for the for the person who doesn't have an art background at all um i don't know what cubism is you mentioned that earlier and you know you <laughs> I mentioned, just i was like yeah okay yeah I know what you're talking about <laughs> you know as as you're saying you don't have an art you know any formal art training you for sure have more than me man as a dj music producer you, you know what i mean so if right, you can just right, let me right, know cool. like what cubism is man like uh and like uh you, you know just just and how does it inspire your art man Kind of well, I mean, right, so cubism, like a, a person that's really well known for that is probably obviously Picasso and just other okay. people that have like that type of style, like you know, like oh, uh, you know, George Kondo, like is is like one of them today, modern day. Um, that's awesome. You know, man. There's, a, there's quite a few. Lists okay, of, of so, people, but, so you know, okay. it's it's more like if, instead of like your traditional like figurative type of paintings, you know, where it's like more lifelike, more portrait like. It's more like, you know, geometrical type style. Shapes. Yeah, okay. Dude, that's an awesome and, and, explanation, and man. So, okay. Yes, it's exactly. It's a great explanation. Dude, and now, now I see it in the, um, in the uh, uh, kind of like the figures that in you can In his work, in his line work. work, man. That's awesome, man. Yeah, so. Um, well, something I want people to understand here is this. <laughs> when it comes to line work, man, that's like a whole nother level of, of skill. You know what I mean? It's it's one thing to do to go about creating your art in what I call an engineer's um, uh, way, in which you kind of build the image and you you kind of go back over it and refine the line and everything. But right, when right. you see line art like this, that is that takes a lot of skill right there. Um, it's a, it's and you just got some natural right? ability. Some people have yes. a natural ability, have a, a nice you know uh, steady hand and and. That's what it takes. <laughs> You're not going to yeah, be able to do I'm that with a, with a shaky hand. I don't Is care it? how much art you know. I don't care how many classes you've taken or whatever. If you don't have a steady hand, you're not going to be able to do what um, what Duel does. Yeah, man. Is yeah, it yeah, like, it's, a, it's like a flow for you, man? Because I know, uh, obviously, man, you're Chinese. So I'm going to reference this, man. When I was a kid in Chinese school, man, that's right, kids. We had to go to Chinese school as Chinese, an extra school just for just just for Chinese people, man. But we no, learned. I, I, I was there. I, I was. I, I was <laughs> yeah. See, there. see, he knows what I'm talking about, man. I didn't make it though. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm just saying we had to learn uh, Chinese calligraphy, man. You know, and I was kind of like into that actually when I was a kid, kind of learning that kind of stuff. And there's like a certain flow, and you know, I was just wondering if you ever, uh, you know, you know, learned any of that when you were a kid, man. Um, when I was really young, my parents, uh, you know, they spoke Cantonese to me in the house. Mm. 
and you know, but my parents speak Cantonese and Mandarin and other dialects as well. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And you know, so they mix it but, all together. When, when I was yeah, when I when I was actually growing up in Queens, um, it was predominantly you know white. It was mostly like Jewish, mm. Italian, uh, Irish, and then you had like miscellaneous sprinkled in there. You know, like some Germans here, a couple of Russians over there, you couple Italians like one, over there. Yeah, you, know, you have maybe one Korean family here, and an Indian family there, and a Chinese family here. It wasn't like that. And so if you, they didn't have the schools like that. So like, you know, I used to go, when my parents used to go to church, after church, they, they conducted a, you know, uh, Chinese school mm. at that, uh, you know, after, after, uh, after, um, you know, Sunday service. Nice. Nice. And, um, you know, like I said, my parents speak Cantonese and they tucked me into this class. I was already a little bit older at this point. I was probably like in third grade. But since I had no Chinese background, uh, you know, in, in language at all, they tucked me into a class that was probably kids that would be like first grade or kindergarten. <laughs> and, you know, let me tell you something, man. Them kids are ruthless, man. They were like, look at this big dummy. Look at why he's so big. Why he's so old. Oh, no. You don't know what's going on over here. I mean, this, yo, this kid right here. You know, I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, and I was embarrassed. So yeah. I was like, mom, you know what? I don't want to go back. I'm embarrassed. You know, them kids, they, they're clowning. I was like, I can't do it. And I don't want to do it. So I never went back. And it's a, a big regret for me because of I never mean that. Man, kids are know, brutal, man. Those kids, man. Shit. And yeah, you know, I, you know, I never really picked up on how to really actually read or write it. Um, I don't understand any Mandarin at all, except maybe counting from one to 10 and maybe a couple of small, simple words. But Cantonese, I do understand. Um, hey, that's if a someone big part, speaks man. to me. But yeah. Me trying to speak it back, it just sounds like trash. You know, Chinese. But, <laughs> but at least if you're talking trash to me, man, I'll be able to understand what you're saying. You know what yeah, I mean? man. So yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it's, it's you know, at the end, of the, in, for English, it's easy. I mean, there's things that are easier about English, the basics that are very, very difficult. You know, in English, like, you can read a word and then you can basically say it and then you can basically listen to it and then you can basically write it. These are all kind of like connected skills, you know. In Chinese, like, that there's it's not phonetic you know what i mean so like the letter doesn't mean anything uh unless you know how to read it you can hear it but then I think like, it's more of a memory game because it's yeah. a character and you just recognize the character. exactly exactly you it's know? not it's not phonetic right so i'm just saying like yeah. i told you know for me like it's just like i can i can get to the you know chinese menu i'm okay you know you want me to get, get through the newspaper man good luck man it's, it's not gonna happen like yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> But anyways, man, uh, so going back to this, man, it's so cool, the style of line art that you, um, that you develop, man, because it's like, it's very like calligraphy uh, driven, you, you know what I mean? And I see that you, you kind of like practice here with some fountain pens. And then, uh, I mean, you do it with some fountain pens and then you also do with like brushstrokes. Is it like a different type of like skill when you're working with both or do you Dude, kind of you like should see, you should see this video he just put up recently um check his uh check yeah, his speed dude go on his speed and check out these rollers that he was doing on the on the fucking sidewalk man it's oh, insane yeah, yeah 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 okay okay i'm gonna pull it up right here right. um the pen and the brush uh i mean if you know how to manipulate like you know a broad and thin like you know type instrument you, you should be fine you know okay um, yeah 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 the only difference between the two is like the pen version which was a fountain pen was yeah. more or less like it's more rigid so mm. you kind of have to like press 
and know how to hold that pen exactly in the precise area so you don't have like a part of that bar or line uh you know uh ball choppy or or whatever you have to have the right amount of pressure on the pen and you have to hold it so that when you're cutting the lines or turning or whatever that that line goes with it or you slice it thin if you want to whatever you call it That's awesome, now with a brush man. it's a little bit different it's a little softer so you know you have to you know also know how much pressure to apply to that because sometimes when you press too hard with the brush if you're trying to keep all the bars the same size and you put too much pressure on it you know if you have a two inch brush now that line is three inches and it might look like <laughs> trash you know yeah yeah um, yeah it starts getting inconsistent Yep. Yeah, if it starts to fray and it's all shitty, you don't keep your brushes clean, it starts to look like garbage. So you have to be <laughs> conscious of that. And, uh, you know, I think, but I mean, at the same time, I, I enjoy doing it with both. Um, I, 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 the reason why I like doing the brush thing more is because I, I cut my paint and make it so watery that it, it just runs on whatever surface I write on that's vertical. And it looks mm -hmm. like I'm using a crank marker, but I'm not. I'm actually using a brush. So cool. And a puff. Love and the drip. I, I, look, man. It, I, I love it. I, I think it looks real gritty when I do it that way. You know? Yeah, yeah man. there it is. Dude, man. It's nice. super cool. And that's interesting that you made it. You said you make the paint really thin because, uh, it, yeah, you know, you're right. I did think it was some kind of like drip pen effect that you did, man. And, it, and it's, it's super cool watching you do it with that brush because, like I said, it's very, very precise, man. So even if you got your paint really thin, and it's you know pretty precise that's like th these are two like challenging factors like <laughs> you know what i mean right I, I love making a mess with that mess man. i mean i mean i, I mean I'm, I'm slinging the i'm slinging the paint on the walls and the doors uh it's dripping all over the place i'm stepping all over the puddles of paint and you know it just looks real raw when you're doing it on you know it's like controlled chaos like the heart that yes. i paint or whatever shape that i paint originally is like you know no drips it's very graffiti looking. And then I add the drips or I mean the, the glyphs on top of it and it's real drippy and it's, it just looks crazy. It's, it's a great combination, man. Really, really yeah, cool combination. You know, you talk about much. it looking gritty, but sometimes it can look super clean like this one, man. This one just stuck well, out. That's my boy's gym. So I didn't want to do it dirty like that. I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a dojo. It's, it's a dojo, you know what I'm saying? For like mixed martial arts and jujitsu. And yeah. the last thing I want to do is disrespect his mats with my sneakers or get drips on his mats and then have the whole entire dojo empty out on my ass. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> it's no. the right look for the right so, place. The right so drop, the right so, place. Yeah. Well, yeah, just, so drop cloths went down. I didn't cut the paint too much. Slight drips in there. I kept it, you know, whatever. So I can't. I didn't yeah, want to get crazy. Clean, there, man. I mean, I mean, the, the color exactly. selection and all, all this, man, like I said, it's so unique. And it's just like I see a lot of people trying to do line work. And it ends up looking like retina, you know, or something like that. But yours definitely has a very unique style. The only thing that comes that I, the person that makes me think of, do you know who Doze Green is? Oh, yeah. He's like one of the best dudes out there, man. B-Boy from New York, Rocksteady Crew, you know, all that stuff. And then, uh, you know, um, also graffiti writer as well from the early 80s, um, you know, Subway Arts, uh, Star Wars era. And then, uh, you know, he got into his... His, uh, his, his fine art, or probably late 80s or right after he started writing. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I've been watching his evolution from like the 90s to present day. And that guy is one of my favorite artists all the time. That dude is disgustingly good. You yeah, know? Yeah. But his I would put you. His, his characters, I mean, it's crazy. 
I would put you at the same level as as Doze. Yeah. Right? You gotta you gotta have no, that kind of control. Like that, no. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm 52 <laughs> years old. I'm 52 years old. I I've been to art school. I got a bachelor's degree of fine arts, which doesn't mean a hill of shit, really. But as long as I've been in this, you know, noticing the graffiti and everything, you know, you are the only other one that comes even close to uh to Doze Green. You know what I mean? So. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Can you nice work, bro. For me, man. Nice I'm, work. I'm missing out on some some something real right now. How do you spell it? Doze green. D O Z E. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the color, like the color, and and yeah. like the color. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, just for the audience. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I'll, I'll just pull it up in a second. Um, I, I see some of his other. His well, other he has work. a lot of different Good. formats as well. He does like some yeah. Yeah. line work, like as far as like his uh, Mugsy characters. And that's like yeah. insane. Yeah. And then he has like his actual paintings, which is like next level, like, yeah, oh my God, crazy, you know? Well, he's got a lot of blends in there and, and um, color combinations. Well, what, yeah, well, there you go. When I, see, when I see this stuff, it looks more like the, uh, to me, it's, it reminds me more of like a Picasso, like an updated kind of like, Pico there's like a uh, one Picasso, let me see, it's like a bull one, it's like a war one or something. Like I, actually, I actually prefer, um, uh duels work to those greens work just because i mean i'm a portrait artist i mean i've done hundreds and hundreds of portraits okay and i'm kind of sick of seeing portraits you know what i mean i'm gonna start doing some paintings of, of animals and water and shit or whatever but when i look at um those greens work especially what you were just showing there i see a lot of portraits in there whereas when i see when i look at um at duels work there's portraits, but it's more abstract. You know what I mean? And it gives my mind like more freedom and, and uh, it's more enjoyable for me to look at basically. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just saying for, for some reason, this is just like, there's a local artist named Gregory Sift. I, I see some like these little characters that um, like he does. Oh, like, no, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> I'm not saying um, that. Gregory Sift is the opposite of dual. Oh, okay. no, no, I'm not saying that. He's, not... he's got, no, here's the thing. Gregory Siff has got some great um, uh, ability of drawing and everything. Yeah. And he's good at being sloppy. You know what I mean? He's, mm. he's perfectly sloppy. But when it comes to precision, there's no comparison. Totally. Um, like, I'm uh, not sure who yeah. that is. Oh, I'll pull him up. He's like, I, I, guy? Yeah, I just wanted to. Yeah, kinda yeah he's to... in LA. Actually, he was in New York. He's, he's, he's all over the place. He's, um, yeah, Gregory Siff. The reason uh, I wanted to just pull that up is because, like, for example, like whenever I see when I when you show, I see the Doe's Greens work right here, um, you know, and then it, it reminded me of this Picasso kind of like style, you, you, you know. What I mean, there's a lot going on in, in the Guernica piece. Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, that's like one of the illest pieces on earth. Yeah. So <laughs> I, like, you know, I, I for 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 yours, it's a very unique style, man. Like, I don't see like the uh, you know, you know, it's very unique to you, man. I'm just gonna pull up what I meant. I um by like, it's similar to one of the local artists guys here. Let me just see. Um, it, it's not that similar, man, because like teacher said, his is perfectly messy, while yours is kind of like very clean. The you color know, you were thinking coloring. of the colors. Yeah, there was the a color. while that, that, where Gregory Siff was running the uh, the primary colors like you had in that one yeah you know yeah I mean? okay that, that's what it is yeah then i mean for, for um, my for my brain i'm able to see some like faces in here but uh, again i prefer this way more to 
Um, I, again, at a gym, dude, and then just especially if it's a jujitsu gym. But you see what of, I mean? How it's 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 abstract enough to where it doesn't look as much like faces. Oh yeah, you know yeah, I mean? totally. It looks like shapes more. You know, what I mean. But my thing was like when he was saying it's at a jujitsu gym. I mean, jujitsu is all about flow, man. You know, what I mean, and, and like oh, it's got kind of, great flow. That's kind of what I see in this uh, this piece right here, man. Like you kind of just went, you had a, I mean, like how how do you start this piece, man? <laughs> and those controlled drips. Look at those drips. Holy cow! Um, I was like, I, I went with a, a wider brush first, and I laid a couple of uh, basic, you know, shapes out there, and some 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 shapes on my characters' uh, faces and stuff like that. Mm, and then I went okay. back in with a smaller brush to kind of you know make it so that it wasn't consistent and, 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 and like, you know, a little bit, um, you know, random, if, if you will. Oh, now I, now I see the connection of the faces that you painted very early on, man. Like, I actually didn't make that connection until you pointed out. I thought that was just something my brain was kind of just, like, trying to piece together with the shapes, man. Dude, that's awesome, man. You just blew my <laughs> you mind look right at there. Some of my, like, some of my other pieces in there. Yeah. Uh, in, in my, on my profile, you'll see, like, some of the, the, the paintings have, like, Faces and masks and oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah you know totally. different things and then the calligraphy the or calligraphy work that I do is more or less like the simplified version of that. Mm, this I one see. is like more like more or less like Ooh, in I love those. This this one's a paste. It's a right? nice in combination the there, like the uh, whatever you what is what is that that you're writing on there? A telephone book paper. I love it, man. Because so cool. I mean, like, I, I kind of, I, I was doing a poor man's wheat paste on that one, so it, it's best when you use like real thin paper, so yep. it like grabs on and it soaks the the paste and gets exactly. on it real quick. Dude, that's use, awesome. Like, really you know what? Hold a second. I just want to make soft. a point here. That right there is some awesome information for those of you who are you know listening up and are kind of new to the game and stuff. If you want to get your your pasters to stick really, really well. Um, what Dual just said is the key. You get thin paper, okay? Because when you get thin paper, it just like you said, it saturates it with the with the paste and holds on ten times better. You get a big thick piece of paper, that first layer is going to come right off, and they're not going to know what. It'll stick. It'll stick forever. You know, if you, especially if you use Earl's Loop. <laughs> um, oh yeah, but, their, their stuff is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, layer will come right off. If if you uh, trash, but it's good. <laughs> if you want to get 10% off, use code PTTP at checkout. Anyways, oh, go. man, selling it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, as soon as that paper gets a little bit thicker, you have layers and the possibility of taking a layer off. And then what you so nicely got adhered to the whatever it is, is gone. So thanks yeah, like again. I'm sorry. To... Print, yeah, newspaper print, telephone book. The thinner the paper, the better because. It's like an eggshell sticker. Someone tried to grab a corner and rip it off. Like, oh, I'm going to take this home with me and frame it up. Good luck, buddy, because as soon as you freaking grab that end, that corner's coming off. But if you have a thick sheet, like, you know, a thick, thick poster paper or some, you know, heavy weight paper, one, it's going to take like 8,000 pounds of freaking wheat paste to get it wet. And then the shit's like impossible to like pick up and it's going to like, you know, just stick it on a wall. Like it's, it's yeah, it's it's too messy for that man. I'd rather just have a little, you know, wet the wall with the freaking brush or roller. You take your freaking thin ass paper, you put it on there, try to, you know, uh, squeegee out the bubbles with your hands or whatever it is, and then take your picture and then wham, you freaking put the second coat on top so it's like, modge podge, but in the street, 
and it's boom, it's on there. Once it's dried, that stuff ain't coming off easy. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you use good yes. stuff. If you use cheap stuff, maybe then whatever. But but that's how it's, how I usually do it though. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. That's uh, that's about the best information you're gonna get from one of the top guys. So thanks. Thank you. Hey, I want to also <laughs> just... trade secrets now. <laughs> trade secrets yeah exactly man we're giving out we're giving out materials we're giving out your processes man all here on bait the town podcast man Speaking <laughs> of processes no. just a second here okay. um i'm surprised uh james hasn't asked about it yet he's uh he's the one uh he's a music guy um you know i, I love music and everything but this guy actually produces it and uh mixes it and everything um what kind of uh music did uh you know did you like when you're growing up and going through like all the crazy stuff i think i can um, answer i listen i listen i listen a lot of stuff man. <laughs> yeah, go ahead take a stab man. let's see let's see what you think what you pick out <laughs> I, well, I, if you I, look I, at the image that uh james just put up here it's a wu-tang clan uh big old <laughs> w that uh that duel did here that's awesome dude you know that what i love like, this, man? so cool because because it's like I know uh, the Wu-Tang Clan a little, you know, pretty, pretty decently. You can actually see all the names of the Wu-Tang Clan members within the text, actually, right here. You see, oh, Mas- yeah. Yeah, yeah. see Raekwon, you see you God, you know what I mean? Riz- ODB down there. You know, Jizza, and it's kind of like they all appear to you as, you know, you kind of look at it very closely. And that's one of the things I, I like about really cool pieces, man. It's like you have the big image when you look at it, you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. And you're like, wait a second. No, 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 no there there's more to this right here you know you know i mean so it's just super cool that you're using so many of your own unique var- uh, variations to tell to, to kind of like share something you know so many people have drawn the wu-tang clan symbol on the street man but you did it in a very very unique way man and, and that's fucking awesome dude so i'm guessing you're an east coast, east coast hip-hop guy man <laughs> no i kind of keep it open i mean i do like i do prefer that in most cases but uh you know i i, I listen to like a, pretty much everything well, okay, so well, let's talk about hip-hop real quick, man. When you grew up, man, I mean, you know, uh, I'm guessing when you were a teenager, man, like, people were, uh, you know, it was like the old-school hip-hop, man. It was LL Cool J w- was like the king, basically, right? Or was that a little bit before? Um, uh, uh, I started listening to hip-hop when I started, uh, pretty much like Sugar Hill Gang was on the radio. That's the beginning, man, yeah. With, with their 10-minute with their t- song. And people uh, and then, would uh, and then, rap like this, and that one they would do it like this, basically. And it was Everything different. Was it was different. You know it was like I mean? a story. Yeah, it was a story. Yeah, like basically. And then I would say, like maybe a, a few years after that, it would be like the first, you know, first, you know, because I used to listen to, um, you know, ninety-eight point seven Kiss FM and WBLS when I was a kid, and uh, you know that was when hip hop was really like starting to, you know, you know, make its way. It, you know, um, to the suburbs, and that, and, that, and that was when I was uh, getting into graffiti. So, break dancing, DJing, uh, you know, all that stuff was like just the, just starting to get really popular um, and whatnot. But it was like mainstream, like you know, when it became like Hot 97, or Hot 103, or whatever the hell it was. You know what I'm saying? And, and everybody started playing on, on on mainstream radio. But um, this is like before MTV Raps. This is like you know. Uh, video music box with Ralph McDaniels and on, on weird channels and and uh, you know whatever. But um, yeah, I used to listen to hip hop then. Uh, every Friday, you know, and Saturday, you know, I'd be like listening to, like Cool D Jerry Rare Alert and whatnot. And I'd have my like tape cassette and like you know my ninety minute tape, you know, whatever. 
and I would have the thing on pause and wait for them dudes to come on and start recording right then and there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I came up on, like, UTFO and, like, Run DMC and, like, Houdini. Nice. And, like, uh, you know, that, 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 you know, Fat Boys. And then, you know, LL came right after that, you know, around that time and stuff like that. And, and it was all, all those early dudes, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You know, the Chris real Marquee, Big Daddy yeah. Kane. And, it's weird because people yeah. nowadays, they kind of like lump in the next generation of the Pox and Biggies into this previous generation, which they kind of are if you look at it from a long-term perspective, you know what I mean? But, uh, you, you know, it is kind of like the next generation after what you're talking about, basically, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I would say probably from the early uh, stages and then I'm all, you know, all the way up until my adult life, you know, I've, I've been listening to it. I mean, and in recent years, I don't listen to too much. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with some of the artists out there. Yeah, I, mean, I like it. It's cool, but I don't, there's so many artists out there. I mean, I can't really keep up. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> no man. kidding, right? But, um, I mean, true. I really can't keep up and I'm not like, trying to bag on anybody, but some, some, some of them sound very similar to the next dude. So I'm not even really too sure. Maybe yeah. it's showing my age. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, but, you know, know, at the end, this is how I, I mean, I'm used to it, like man. all the stuff I grew up to, and I still listen to what the stuff I, I grew up to. Let know? me just say something I'll, very quick, okay? You don't need to worry yeah. about your fucking age, okay? Your kind looks <laughs> fuckload younger than you do anyway. You know what I mean? We always say on the show, man, Asian no raisin, brother. So uh, you, you know, what I mean, <laughs> I'm 52. I look like I get passed for 65. So it's like fuck everybody. Uh, you, know? you don't, you don't, you don't look 52, man. You look good, man. <laughs> I used to look so much younger before I got the kids too. You know what I mean? I got like this this bald spot back here. That, you know that that wasn't there before. It, it was there was oh, hair man. there. As soon as the kids came in, the hairs were like, "See ya." Hey man, I, I kind of just want to show a few pieces like I really really dig that we because we yeah. we've been talking about so many different things, man. I want to make sure because the hour is almost up, man. We want to make sure we definitely showcase a few of. Uh, Dude. Uh, dual signature pieces, man. Like you know, one of the things I always see uh, is that is the kind of like nice. the and oh man, can you tell us a little bit about this piece, man? Yeah, it's uh, it's the Hamza. Um, so it's like you know, basically uh, um, an amulet, you know, that that wards off evil, also provides mm. good luck, you know, energy, good energy and power and stuff like that. So uh, you know, I thought that would be a kind of something that would fall in the lines of like you know what I. You know what I believe in, and 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 you know, I thought it would it matches the type of style artwork that I do, so I incorporated it into into my 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 piece. Is that know? like a what 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 are the, what are the lines inside this one? Kind of like I, for me, I see kind of like an eye right here, but it, it's also kind of like yeah, I kind of threw like like evil eye thing in there and whatnot. Because I mean, I know it's like kind of like the the opposite of an evil eye, you know. So I mean, yeah. I threw that in there, uh, kind of like some on some yin and yang type stuff. Mm. And, uh, uh, nice. and uh, you know, I mean, a lot. I try to keep that one as very symmetrical to possibly keep it. So, I mean, that's actually like an eye, uh, but there's also a body on it right yeah, below it. Yeah, like kind of like an alien so, or a, a mother holding its baby. It's a figurine and whatnot. Because, yeah. I mean, a lot of the, like I said, like a lot of the, the calligraphy stuff that I do is like a simplified version of like my actual paintings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I could do it quick in and out on the, from on, on, on the street and not spend a lot of time and, and, and risk putting myself out there. I do it. They're actually, like I said, faces from and and sometimes masks from various different cultures. Uh, you know, I mean, I felt like you know, uh, from all my travels and also the way the world was going for a little while, you know, there was a lot of division going on. I thought mm -hmm. it'd be kind of cool to combine all these different cultures 
show that you know we could you know they they coexisting and and being unified, you know um, you know symbolize world peace and stuff like that. Totally, man. Uh, positive totally. energy and stuff like that. So that's that's pretty much why I did it. Always use more of that. I'm telling you, and I dude, I love that calligraphy um, term right there. That's that's oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't make that term. That's like a, that's an actual. Yeah, uh, hashtag and a, and, a, and a definition. Well, you're pretty fucking good at it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you may have not made it up. But you're pretty fucking good. This is uh, this is one. I'm like I said, I took a look at it for a second. I'm guessing oh, it's the same yeah, man. Because uh, uh, you know, I mean, it's cool. I love that you still do these rogue ones. Um, I'm guessing that aren't uh, necessarily commissioned, man. And you still do like yeah. serious art pieces too at murals, man. Cause... I would say like ninety percent of my uh, my street art stuff is 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 grimy. Um, I try to get mission for it. but a lot of times you know when you don't have like a legit portfolio right there or hey, man, you know i run into people that are like you know oh that work is nice i mean but i'm not the owner of the building and these, <laughs> these are to apologize and ask and i'm permission. just like you know what i'm sick and asking people for shit you know what i'm saying you know what i'm just gonna take yeah you know, here i knock on the door nobody's there to answer it i look there's no camera i'm just gonna freaking bang this out really quick <laughs> and you know, uh, just and, and just dip out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And I usually bring extra paint with me, so if someone does roll up on me and say, Yo, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, oh, yo, this is what I, you know, I'll take a picture of what it looked like before. I don't pick clean spots, like, I'm not gonna go to like some rich ball ass neighborhood, just start banging <laughs> on their wall like that, you know, they're gonna get pissed. But I mean, if it's a wall, use, com use common sense, yeah, you, know? On it, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of scrawled shit on there, and like a lot of nonsense, like, so you know, like. I was like downtown DTLA one time, like down by Mateo Street. And this was like when COVID was like full blown. And I, I went down this one alleyway and I seen the uh I, I seen that this one place had graffiti all over the walls and the place was like police, but the place next door was open. So I said, Hey, you guys mind if I uh cover that up? And I knew they were gonna say no because I was like, well, hey, you know, and just play it, I just have my back if police rolled up on me. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll, we got you, man. You know, we'll say that you know you you have permission to do it. I was like, cool. There's literally somebody drew some tits and dicks on the fucking gate, <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm doing you a service because that looks terrible, man. I'm like, oh, well, so what, I did what, it, what, and they actually, they actually let me rock, and nobody came by anyway, so it was perfect. So I do stuff like that. I'll, I'll go around nice. and and um and I'll try to get permission, but if they if they ain't there, I'll just take it in. Whatever you see, uh, tits and dicks, that's a for sure sign of a toy. You, you, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I mean, it would have been it would have been different if it was like, like well drawn dicks and tits, but it was like, you know yeah, saying? like the way Muckrock like, does them. If Muckrock has done it, you know, who Muckrock is. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's nasty. She's like one of the illest, you know, poor, uh, you know, muralist ever. You know what I'm saying? She, yeah, I love it, man. If she yeah, does one, then it's it's gonna look nice. All right, exactly. <laughs> so if they would have been like some like. The fine ones, I'd have been down, but you know, so I would left. It. But you know, these were like, I mean, like no paint control. I mean, the areolas were all crazy looking. I was like, nah, you know what? Fuck all that. And I was like, yeah, I'm going over this shit. And they didn't give me no, they didn't give me a problem. They let they let, they let me rock. It sat there for a while, and then uh, they cleaned it off eventually. But it got some shine. Some people saw it and took pictures and tagged into it, so it was good. Yeah, and dude, cool. it's always good exercise. You know, art is an exercise. Keep that muscle, you know, that creative muscle going. You know what I mean? It's always good to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. So how often do you travel for your stuff now, man? I mean, you said you were here, out here in L.A., um, uh, you know, painting during the uh, pandemic. No, I stay out there now. Okay. okay. 
Okay, you cool. stay out here yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Dude, we got to get you on again or maybe get you in the studio or yeah, something. Yeah, next time we're but, here in um, L.A., man. Yeah, well, let's connect. We should definitely go out and do some. I see I see some of the stuff y'all out there doing, too. So I'm down to, you know, connect with you guys and, and rock, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're, we're going to be uh, um, visiting uh, New York sometime because I know that Up Magazine's having their uh, next release. And, um, uh, you know, um, Teach and I, you know, if t- time permits, we're going to, Go out there to New York, and uh, we definitely love to link up with you then, man. So, oh uh, yeah, man, it's been I'm awesome. Cool. Today. If I'm not, if I'm in the area, I'll be, I'll be definitely down. Yeah, sure. man. Yeah, let's definitely link some more, man. And uh, go ahead, for dude. now, what uh, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, if very wisely, they would like to start uh, investing in your artwork. Oh, I agree, man. Um, right now, they could probably just go to my my Instagram, uh, Seven Line Art Studio. Uh, that's with the number seven mine art studio uh just hit me on the dm there or they can and, and there's also i also have a web store on on my bio there they can hit me on the email through the store which is uh seven line art studio dot big cartel dot uh com yeah he's nice. i mean i also have a, i also have another page as well i mean my other my other my graffiti page is actually d1 nyc so um, yeah i know, you know <laughs> i follow so it. so that one that one that's a, a ton of, yeah, that's uh, that's actually the bigger page of anything. Like, that's the one where my graph is at. But I did separate them because, like you know, like I said, I was in the service and I couldn't show people were like, "Oh, you're an artist. Let me see your." I couldn't show them that. And then there was a picture of me, <laughs> like writing on, a, on someone's truck. Like, oh, oh wait yeah, a minute, yeah, that's yeah. you right there. Like, wait a minute, hold on. You know, so I separated. Man. Plus, family and stuff like that. They wouldn't. They wouldn't have that. So, of course not. Yeah. Sick man, we were following the wrong page, man. Now, I mean, we would have. <laughs> what? What do you I mean you're following the wrong page? Uh, no, no, no. I was. I would have introduced him a little bit differently if I. Uh, no, you just you let him decide. That's all good. How it's, he's the same, it's the same. It's the same Someone like this guy, you let him decide how he's introduced. That's why we started the, the episode as we did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Nah, it's That's all true. good, man. It's all good. Man. <laughs> Honestly, it's not a, not a big deal, man. No, I'm well, just we saying, like to make sure we don't like man. to assume anything. We like to try to. And this is we also edit this. So if there's anything. You know, during this, you think back and you're like, yeah, maybe I want this out. Uh, I'm sorry. You know, um, this guy yeah, edits I don't, it I don't, out. I don't think so. I said anything crazy. I mean, I didn't <laughs> drop any freaking, any, any, any inappropriate language on here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, you know. Oh, dude, so, that's I not mean, a problem. That's not a problem. We just, you know, sometimes if, you know, and you didn't mention any other, like, if there were any turf wars or any beefs or anything like that. Like, no, no. Even, no, no. Yeah. Dude, we're all good. No, I, I try to I try to be real conscious of that because yo, the cancel culture is no joke, man. These days, <laughs> you say the wrong thing, man, your peepees get <sighs> smacked. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not a joke. You know what I'm yep. saying? So I, I the dog pile's coming. Mouth. You know, I mean, we try to be as careful as we I can. Mean, I mean, you're not for nothing. I mean, I, I'm a co-host to a podcast as well. It's called Graph Stars. G R A F F. There's some more information. Underscore stars. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm sorry. Could you do that again, please? Oh yeah. It's Graph Stars, G-R-A-F-F, Stars, S-T-A-R-S. But on Instagram, it's G-R-A-F-F underscore stars. And it's a graffiti podcast. Yeah, dude. Um, nice. Yeah, that's it right there, you know? So, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Um, Thank that, you was, so. uh, that was um, created by my boy, Heck, or Heck One. And he, uh, he made, that, he made that, um, that, that, um, that name up, like, way back in the MySpace days. That's actually when we met up where he was trying to shed light on artists that he felt was not getting enough shine or being slept on, like under- Nice, under- I like that. I so like he, that. Uh, he created that page 
way back when, before podcasting and social media existed, and made that to give you know shed light on all the artists that were definitely left out of the game every single time. And he wanted to uh, bring that to, bring them to the light and give them the due props and their their flowers. And so um, he uh, he eventually made a podcast, and me and him were were BSing around, and then we we're like, oh, you know. It'd be kind of cool if we did a two-man podcast thing, like kind of like what you guys are doing. So, I'm like, all right, you know, dude, I recommend oh. it, man. It, it works very well. You know what I mean? Oh, hey, it man. does. It has a it has a nice flow when you have two people, two perspectives, uh, different ping pong questions. Like if you get stuck in your words, then the other guy can pick it up. So there's no like periods of um um. um hold on, man. I'm still sitting on my ass. You know, I'm sitting <laughs> on my thumb and shit, man. Like, hold on, you know. Just, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, whatever. So then well, you, know, you have someone else pick up the slack. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, for well, sure, we're gonna be promote. Well, we're gonna help promote your podcast too, of course. So, and, and for um, sure, you gotta come on again, man. And uh, we would love to. Hell have yeah, you, any any time, man. You guys, you guys, man. man. So, you, I'm you done, know, I'm, I'm I think it'd be awesome, and you know, it's a good way. I think, you know, what's weird, man? Like just graffiti. I feel like the East Coast and West Coast and street art. It's a way to connect each other too, man. Because there's mad respect on both sides. I think for the artists that are coming out of the uh, East Coast and West Coast, man. So uh, we definitely- Absolutely. I'm, and there's I'm nothing like all this, the different you know styles I mean? too. These new podcasts with, about graffiti and everything, these, these are all kind of new because, you know, graffiti really, when you look at history of art, is not that old. I mean, the spray- you know? we, we But often, there's already, wait a second, but there's already guys, legends who are dying. You know what I mean? And once you start right, having right. legends who are passing away, you need to have a way of, of, you know, documenting this. And um, you, have to, you have to. So that's, that's what we're to. trying to do, man. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, so man. And we definitely we look want forward to, to working with you again. And we absolutely, absolutely. Do we definitely want to send you out some, uh, um, some cans of ghost spray, which is uh, our brand that we started. Basically it's the uh, ghost spray paint. It's actually made by the, uh, found, the, the people who invented spray paint, see more spray paint, um, so uh, it's the OG spray paint if you flip around the uh, uh, label, basically. And um, do you have any of that laying around, Teach? If you look around, you can flip your head. I'm not in my garage, dude. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> well, we'll definitely send hell. you out some, uh, some cans, man, okay? Cause, uh, oh, definitely. That'd be great. great. You I'll know definitely I mean? shoot a couple of short little video clips for you guys, too. Hell yeah, man. Sweet. That's awesome, man. But like I said, we'll link up when we're out on the East Coast and uh, when, when you're out here. All right, brother? absolutely thank you guys for having me on the show man it was really great oh yeah man it's awesome talking to you man and uh, uh drop your social one more time man and then we'll sign off oh yeah yeah so uh my graffiti page is d1 the number one d1 nyc and my my uh my street art and my uh fine art is uh seven line art studio with the awesome. number seven in front Awesome, man. Thank you so much, Brother Duel, for joining us today, man. And uh, we'll link Thank up Thank you, soon, guys. I right? appreciate it. Hell yeah. The audience, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, follow us at PTTP Show. Love you guys. Take care and peace. Peace. Peace.
Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.